Hi, I'm Nate. I'm Noah. And welcome back to another Chats episode of Talking Lion. It's been a little while since we've done one, though our chat with Miet about balance just came out. It's been a while since we've actually just like talked like this. It's weird. The last episode we did, we called it This Sucks because we were just sort of getting tired of quarantine and we didn't even know how good it was back then. So much has happened since and we took a little break from doing these to focus on what's going on in the world and in Los Angeles. We've been protesting, donating, signing petitions, just trying to be a part of this movement in a meaningful way because we have a fucked up administration, a fucked up police system. I'm just going to say it. We just have a fucked up country at the moment. And like, yep. there's so much that needs to be done. Like, it feels like we're just like plugging up holes. Like there's the pandemic and there's an, an entire history of civil rights fucking violations and, and inhumane action throughout history. And and then the administration just took away trans rights as well in the middle of pride. Like there is just, there's just a lot and it's overwhelming. So we're doing this for our own mental health so that we can have a conversation, just a normal conversation, a little breather from everything, but not to detract from what's happening. There's so much that needs to be done and we have to do it together. And I hope... I hope that you are all staying active and staying healthy, but staying active. They opened up Los Angeles inexplicably, <laughs> even though Corona is still going on. So, you know, I just I hope everybody's staying safe, but staying active, helping where you can, because there's just so much that needs to be done right now. And everybody needs to, to be on board. History is happening all around us. And you got to ask yourself, what do you want your part in that history to be? So I'm sure we're probably going to talk about it more later. I just wanted to say... It's nice to be back and have like a conversation, but fuck, there is just a lot going on right now. And we all have a part to play. So without further ado, this is Talking Lion. Well, hey. Hello, hello. Sorry, that was a bit of a hefty intro. I just, uh, you know, it's nice to do this again, but I, I feel like it's just been a really overwhelming couple of couple of weeks. I think I'm protesting again tomorrow. Nice. It's just a whole whole mess of stuff. How are you doing? I'm doing this? okay. I mean, I've, it's definitely been it's been a confronting couple of weeks. You know, we were already in this place of feeling frustrated with our circumstance, and then. The world had to go and hold up a mirror to how immensely privileged we are in all of this and how much harder it is for other people. And it's it's been confronting to to piece apart the reality of that and to have the reality of of our privilege be so unavoidable in this time. But it's been invigorating, on the other hand, to to be protesting. And to be able to use that privilege as a way of yeah, amplifying to, and helping where we can. Yeah, just doing, you know, doing what we can. To be a part of this moment in history and be a part of this movement and dismantle white supremacy, because God knows that's been a long time coming. It, it just, it just, it's all very bizarre and surreal, and I hope this nightmare fucking ends. But I know it's a long journey, and I know that we're very lucky to be in the privileged place that we are in it. I just feel like there's, there's just so much that 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 needs to be done that that we can, you know, that that, that there are things that we can do that we should do, you know. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was thinking, I was talking to someone about this recently. There's something to be said for the fact that the world stopped, like society changed so substantially and we've already been in this paradigm shift, I think is part of what allowed for there to be 
uh, su- such a widespread movement. I think people are, are ready and open for systemic change because we've had this this sort of business as usual doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, exactly. I've been seeing a lot online like there's no before, there's no back to normal. Yeah, our normal was already deconstructed and I think that that gave way to more people than I've ever seen before having a conversation about what they want the new, the new normal to be. And that's that's been really cool. Like I I've just I've been really struck by the sheer magnitude of how many people have been posting on social media and have been opening their minds to we're having conversations and having conversations and been changing their viewpoints and and spreading spreading resources and and spreading positivity in a way that yeah it's I think is kind of unprecedented. Uh, you know, there's that quote like you know injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. All because it's not specifically happening to us doesn't mean it's not our fight. You know, and 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 that's why like that's what it means to be an ally. Yeah, but um, I'm sure everybody listening has already heard a good amount of what needs to be said. We just sort of encourage everybody to have these conversations and help where you can. There's so many resources out there, so many movies to watch, books to read, organizations to donate to, petitions to sign, protests to march at. They are still going on and will still be going on. And we just hope that you you stay active. And for the love of God, register to vote. Fucking register to vote. I am I am like overwhelmed by how sh- like Trump is shitty and evil and has always been shitty and evil, but it's just it has just become so overwhelmingly shitty and evil. Yeah. Like it's become comic book shitty and evil at this yeah. point. Like he he bans trans rights on the fucking anniversary of Pulse. Like how, he was gonna like, hold a rally in Tulsa on Juneteenth. Like the fuck. <laughs> It's like comic, yeah, like it's, super villain evil. And I just, I need, I need him gone. And I need them all gone. I need Mitch McConnell gone. Like, I just need anybody else. Like, yeah. literally just it's somebody who, who like, won't give me an anxiety attack when I watch him speak. You know, like, yeah, that's just, real. that's just where I'm at now. Which, we're, we're America. Apparently we're great or whatever. Like, why the fuck are there such stupid people running the fucking country? I'm, I'm mad. Yeah, and no, I'm, it's it's. I'm stressed. And str- I mean, it's stressful. Yeah, it's like because the other thing that's that you can't avoid is how strong this sort of fascist rhetoric is. How like how how captivating it has been, and how how hard it's gonna be to dismantle. And it's it's really terrifying to to think of how November's gonna go down. And I I hope for the best, but like I I'm especially now like I think one of the things that I've been thinking about and really wanting to do. Uh, to be a, a force of change in allies is, is like invest in like trying to help some Democratic candidates in in the Senate and in governorships just because th- the status quo cannot remain the way it is. It it's simply cannot. Like, yeah, fa- fascism is not exactly the ideal fucking status quo. But we're musicians. We shouldn't be talking about po- politics. Ah. 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 All right, then we'll stop talking about politics. That's is that what you want? You know? Okay, we have Alan C. Uh, we have our, our Patreon supporter Alan C. Oh, nice. And he asked a great question. Okay. That I think will be a segue from just being stressed out. Cool. And he asked, "Is there anything that we said we didn't have time for when the quarantine started that we just still haven't done?" Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I finally bought a yoga mat and I've exercised twice. <laughs> I've always told myself I didn't have time to exercise. Then I had time to exercise. And I'm like, well, I can't exercise because I don't have a yoga mat. And I just got a yoga mat like a week ago. And I still am not exercising regularly. I've exercised slightly more, like 5% more than I did before quarantine. But it's still not nearly enough. And especially because of the quarantine, my body is wasting away. I can barely walk up the hill anymore. And I'm terrified for my own health. 
Uh, that's, that's, that's how I've been biking like a storm, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I, I have not missed leg day, so to speak. That's great. I, um, I need to do something because I'll teach you how to ride a bike. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there are two things. So I think everything else I've like somewhat dabbled in. But yeah, uh, I've dabbled in it pretty much everything I said I was going to do, but nothing consistent. I I love writing scripts and I just haven't touched any of them. Like I, I was going to revise a feature I wrote. I had an idea for a pilot I was going to write. Like I was going to like be writing up a storm and I haven't like sat down to write a script once. So that's one of them. The other one was that like my closet's really like cluttered up with just a bunch of shit and like my bed is like one of those frames that has like a bunch of room underneath it and that is also like cluttered up with shit. Like my room has been relatively clean but like there are there is clutter. I want to declutter. I want to really marry condo that shit and I haven't even begun that process. So it's too hard. Yeah, those are the two things. Great question, though, Alan. Yeah, that's you know, a good one. Really appreciate that, and really appreciate you asking questions and get us out of our stress and enough to ask you the next question, which is what's something new and something old you're listening to. Oh, cool. What's something new and something old I'm listening to? Oh, I have. I actually have solid answers for these. Um, as something to liquid or gas answers. Yeah, sure. Something new that I've been listening to is I I finally listened to uh, Chromatica, which what a weird record. It's like. Good though. It's like kind of good. I like the cinematic stuff and the yeah. Elton John song. The slash. Elton John song is wild. It's yeah, I, I I appreciate it. I I've always respected the hell out of Lady Gaga just for being whatever the hell kind of artist she's created and ethos that she's created. And Chromatica is no exception. It's I mean it's 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 a hard record I think to listen to for pleasure because it feels like it's made for like the club. Like it's a record made to be danced to and to not dance to it feels like you're missing the point. The production on the record is phenomenal. You have to just respect the craft of of something like Chromatica. So that was, I, you know, that, that was like on my list of things that I felt like I had to listen to just for cultural education. And I, it was, it, it was cool. It was interesting. And what's your old? My old is I listened to Glenn Hansard's first solo record, Whoa. Rhythm and Repose. Okay. Which I hadn't listened to. I was re- like, obviously I was a huge fan of Glenn Hansard because of once and he has all this stuff with the swell season and he has like a ton of stuff with the frames and I listened to all of it but there was a specific period when I went to see him live when he he was supporting his first solo record where he was experimenting a little bit more with like kind of like rock and R&B stuff but it's just a really solid folk record with like really pretty songs but I had this experience listening to it where like it really struck me that the the actual like sonics of the record were like not up to my current standards of of how I make music now. Mm-hmm. Like I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, that vocal's out of tune. Like, oh, like that thing could be cooler. Like my brain was going into edit mode listening to this album that I had such a deep and personal and emotional relationship with. And it was kind of confronting because it's like I never batted an eye when I was a teenager and like this record was something that was really moving to me and I was just purely connecting with the music. But now I've reached this hypercritical phase of being a, an engineer and a producer especially in the current world of pop where everything's like micro-tuned and micro-timed and everything's like as slick and as bright and as like squeezed. Every inch of sonic goodness is squeezed out of every possible sound. You've got the Billie Eilish like voice right up to the mic, impeccable tuning on every millisecond of everything. And that's the standard that I'm holding myself to. That there was, there was something confronting but also comforting about listening to a record that now my brain was just like this there were bits of it that were I was like I would change this but remembering how as a 15 year old like 
that wasn't how I connected with it. And it kind of gave me permission to like ease off myself in, in the music that I make now and be like, it doesn't matter if it's not matching up to this insanely high level of quality that, that everyone's trying to hit. Cause at the end of the day, some 15 year old could still hear my song and have a personal connection with it and like have it be the song that he's obsessed with for months. And like he learns on the guitar and like, you know, covers, you know, I, I probably like learned every song on that record and like had a, a deep relationship with each song individually. Well, and, and, but even if you take, you know, pop music that came out at that time too, there were things that don't work to today's standards either. And I yeah. think that that's, that, that's the thing that's been the most inspiring to me is just like, we essentially create the rules and, and rewrite the rules as a sort of like cultural community. Yeah. So I, f- I feel that wholeheartedly. My new is Bitter by Fletcher. Oh, that's such a good song. I'm like, oh, I'm that's a, great. I'm a, big Fletcher fan at this point. You know, outside of Berkeley Pride, like I, you know, I'm a fan of Amy Allen's writing, but I think Forever and Bitter just both are are so incredible. And I really do like how sort of like descriptive her lyricism is. And just like, yeah, the, her her vocals are just so so like dialed in. And Keto, cuz Keto's the producer yeah. on Bitter, like yeah. the, the producer feature and like it's it's she's her production is just insane and it's so yeah like the the sonics on on bitter are so cool it's it's really cool and it's a really good record and 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 it just yeah you really do feel like the anger and the frustration it's it's dark it's like really yeah. it really hits i don't know that's my new and then I, I have two from my old the first is i stumbled upon a song by dan romer that was for the game far cry 5 oh, yeah. called we will rise and it's just it's just this acoustic guitar and this really really like thin voice. It's just so beautiful and the, the lyrics. You know, obviously it was made for this game. It was meant to be sort of like a like a southern kind of song. But there is just this like I don't know this really intense earnestness that I almost don't want to experience it from the game. Like I like just experiencing it as a song yeah. because there's this earnestness to the song. Like you can tell that like they were writing it maybe with the game in mind, but really just like to write a song that could be resonant to somebody. Yeah. And there's this one line that really struck me because of like how I feel about sort of my own life. And there's this, this line, which is let the chaos come, mm-hmm. which is just sort of like the, you know, accepting all of the, the, the madness that will come your way and, and how you can sort through it. So I, I really like that. And Dan Romer has always had like a, uh, an importance in my life because of Beasts of the Southern Wild. Like that's that's like the score that got me into film, that got me into Berkeley and all that stuff. So uh, that's one. And then the other one, I like went back and listened to Say When by The Fray. Oh, nice. Which is on their second record. And, you know, I feel like the second record, other than like You Found Me and Never Say Never, never really got love. But the song Say When is really incredible and it builds in such a, a wild way. And I, I was thinking about how much I miss artists just kind of like going off. Mm. There's just something really cool about listening to The Fray and how Isaac Slade just at the end of like Say When just absolutely fucking goes in. You know, just like loses it on a song. You know, we've been recording a lot of like gang vocals and a lot yeah. of more sort of like intense parts of our songs. And I hope that that's, you know, maybe we're early on that wave. I hope that that wave comes. <laughs> I'm like when I, because I, I used to listen to like pop punk and like all the like progressive stuff too. Like there, when I started making music, there wasn't a single song that I made that didn't have a bridge with like a big snare roll. Right, right. That just like builds, yeah. builds into like some huge section with like electric guitars and like like yelly vocals. Like we don't, we just don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, we just don't. But but even like take some something like Leave by Glenn Hansard. You know that whole ending. He just is going in and going off. And I just I feel like 
you know, I like that there's been sort of a, cl- a cleanness to pop music. I like that there's been a bigger sort of drive on like intimacy. But yeah. with that said, like one of my favorite songs that's come out in the last like two years has been Happy by Julia Michaels. And she goes in yeah. on the pre-chorus. It's like a punk song. Like a punk song. So, you know, that's my that's my thoughts. What was your low? We'll do lows first. What was my low? I think my low was was uh, just one one particular day where like the state of the world uh, between COVID and just injustice and, you know, my own life, everything kind of piled on. And it was, I had one day in particular where I, I did basically nothing, where like I accomplished nothing. I woke up, watched like six episodes of The Magicians, like kept trying to do literally anything. Like, like I'm like, I'm, I gotta like at least brush my teeth. I think I washed like three dishes and that was like, that That took every ounce of willpower I had. And I was, I was like, oh, I gotta take a nap after that. Like, and that was like my accomplishment for the day was I washed like three dishes and the rest of the day I just felt, I just felt like I felt like this heaviness on on me on my chest, and I'm just like it was just one of those shitty days where just it, it was like a nothing day. I think like mine was was yesterday, like last night. Like I just couldn't sleep mm. for for hours on on end. I just kept panicking, kind of in like cycles, and then every time like the panic would sort of subside, and again the panic was sort of from the overwhelm of like, am I doing enough? Like, yeah, are we as an entire country like ro- moving towards progress or rolling into a, a flaming pile of shit? And then every time I would like start to sort of go to sleep, someone would like wake me up. At first, it was just like you know, our roommate's guitar through the wall, and then it was like the sprinklers going on, but then not shutting off. So I had to like go outside and like unplug it. And then there was police outside of our house because uh, some somebody's car was stolen like at two in the morning or three in the morning. So it was just like one thing kind of after mm-hmm. another, keeping keeping me up. So that that was kind of that was that was. Low, you know, mini high. I would say was just like be testing negative for for Corona. Yeah, you know, really ooh, dodged ooh, that ooh. bullet. Thank God. So far, I also think you know, like a high is you know we started to hang out with friends who have also been cautious, and so we hung out with Max Chester and Sophia Lanuza and Kira Kazarin, and we watched High School Musical High School too. Musical too. That's definitely my high for which the week. was great. And you know, we we made we made food. We played trivia. I just like I miss friends and it's just so nice to like be with everybody and it's just such a nice like yeah and we got to we got to celebrate the release of our song which we haven't done in a while which was yeah you know it was nice that the song came out and we moved the release over to like not detract from like everything but it was nice to when the song finally came out to be able to celebrate it you know rather than with like a show or like a party or whatever like just some friends and I appreciate that Kira turned it on and was like, let's just take a second. Like, let's listen to it. Yeah. You know, we got to like presence that for for a moment. So that was really, that was really nice, I think. On that note, movies and TV shows. Movies and TV shows. I'm going to say, you know, for movies, High School Musical 1 and 2. Yeah. I mean, that counts. Oh. It was a great movies. I feel like the music in that is just so good. Yeah. You know, we're all, you know, we're all in this together. Like what a message for the, for the times. <laughs> for sure. You know, you can bet on it. Ever since I saw High School Musical 2 on the Disney Channel some summer where it just came on TV, uh, I've been obsessed with with I Don't Dance as a concept. And man, <laughs> revisiting that song, like that song fucking slaps. I think that like the acoustic version of what I've been looking for. Oh, I mean, and, that's a classic. And, and then, you know, Breaking Free was just so formative for me. But also I remember having to keep loving High School Musical a secret because I had been yeah, no, so, same. so loud about hating 
Disney Channel and mainstream media and everything as like a as like a young like preteen. Yeah, I was very much when Cosmic Musical came out. I was like, like fuck this is stupid. Fuck this, yeah. this is stupid. And I, I hate listen, it. I'm like, this is so good. Yeah, but then Breaking Free would get stuck in my head, and I'd be like, that's eh, pretty good. But I wasn't allowed to say that out loud. Yeah. Also, just like the pre-chorus. This feeling's like no other. I want you to know. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I was actually I was reading this morning about about uh, Adam Watts and some Andy Dodds. They signed a contract with Disney. They did all three High School Musicals. They did Camp Rock one and two, and they did a couple other like like movies and like random singles. They did a song for uh, a Switchfoot song for uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Like they had they had this big Walt Disney deal, and they and they just like like rub that out. And I was just thinking about like, that's I was, a, that's an iconic deal. It's an like, iconic deal. Like, like I, I'm just trying to imagine what it, what it must've been like to like sign a pub deal with Disney and then like, be like, all right, new, new intellectual property, high school musical. And then you do three of them. Like, okay, can you do camp rock? Like, you know, like all those songs are written by the same two people essentially. And like, they're all pretty relatively successful. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, I, somewhat iconic music. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's like, well, what was also really fun about watching High School Musical too with, with the group that we watched it with was really feeling like we are the, de- we are the prime demographic that like th- we in our 20s can sit around and watch High School Musical too and have that be like a meaningful cultural experience. Well, because it, it was essentially pop music plus pop culture plus yeah. we're theater kids at heart. Yeah, you know? exactly. So that's like, it, yeah, I really, really hit all the notes. I guess speaking of nostalgia, we also have been watching Avatar, oh, The Last yeah. Airbender, which I watched it sort of sequentially already a couple of years ago. You have never sort of seen it. In yeah, order. I, I never. I, I'd seen like a couple episodes on Nickelodeon and been, and like I recognized the characters. I knew like what it was about when everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked was like one of the biggest memes in the world. I like got the joke, but like I never had a deep relationship with the story and how it progressed over time. And what are your thoughts on the on the show having watched it now in chronological order? Oh man, it's so good. It's like yeah, it's like one of the I feel like they just didn't phone in anything. Like they yeah. could have just done a, like a vapid kids show and I think gone away with it, but they like the world building is better than anything I've seen. Yeah. Like No, it's 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 a deep it's a deep and alive world and it's yeah, it, it, the amount of care put into the show. The writing is really good and the voice acting is phenomenal. The sound design is fantastic. The music is great. Like the production value of it's super high, and it it just it's just a great show. It deals with genocide and it deals with politics and and nationalism and but it also deals with like nature and meditation and how like the elements connect and how like people and are part of an ecosystem and the world is like this big like organic <laughs> organism. Like it, I don't know. It deals with like philosophical things and it draws from all these like things of martial arts and philosophy and like South Asian folklore and like all this, like, I don't know, it's a really like rich show. Well, I was also talking to uh, my friend David cause he's a big Avatar fan. And I was saying, I think that we were lucky to have grown up on Avatar because in a lot of ways, I think it taught us how to be friends. Mm. I think Avatar also teaches a lot about friendship and that it's okay for friends to fight yeah. as long as there's communication. Like it's not okay for friends to lie, yeah. but it's, it's okay to ask for forgiveness and it's okay to give forgiveness. Like I feel like the what makes the friendship dynamic between Sokka and Katara and Toph and Aang is that there's just so much love and empathy in that group. And even though the dynamics get challenged and even though there are squabbles throughout, they always come back to forgiveness. They always come back to empathy and communication yeah. in a way that you don't necessarily get from like a sitcom. 
Yeah. In a way that you don't necessarily get from a drama either. Like, I think dramas tend to sort of spiral out in one direction and sitcoms tend to, to resolve almost too neatly. Yeah. But there's so there's something that's like feels really earned about them having problems and then sort of solving them together. Yeah, because you you really get, especially watching it like as, as quickly as we've been going through it, like you really get a sense of the characters growing up. Like you, they start and they're like ch- literal children who have never seen the world. And now we're like partway into season three and they're like adults for all intents and purposes. Like they're still teenagers. Well, by, and they have responsibilities. But they have yeah. bigger, you know, they have the responsibilities of adults. And, you know, now they're like fighting real battles, both physically and, and metaphorically. It's a, it's just a beautiful show. For anybody who hasn't like actually sat down and watched like Avatar, not the M Night Shyamalan movie, don't the even, actual don't even series. Watch that. It's really it's really incredible. I'm I, it's been a real treat like to rewatch it and to like sort of watch it vicariously through fresh eyes. Yeah, you know. And there are parts that have made like make me cry that didn't necessarily make me cry when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like sort of recognizing like the depths of Iroh's compassion. Oh man, Iroh, it just oh. gets me so good oh, as a character. God. But also, also Katara, how Katara yeah. like learns to sort of goes from sort of you know fearing Aang or not understanding Aang to like really trying to be there for for him. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just a really powerful show. But we can talk about Avatar for the next hour. So I, I say we 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 move move along. What's the last picture in your camera roll? Uh, the last picture in my camera roll is a picture of the television, High School Musical. Oh, nice. Because I was I was I was explaining to someone that I was watching High School Musical too. That, that'll do it. Mine, other than uh, a, a screenshot of, of Aang waving at somebody in the Fire Nation saying, Flame me oh, Hotman. Iconic. Earlier today, I was just, I, I think I just read one too many Trump things and news things and just fucking felt pissed. And I put on my hippie sunglasses, the ones that are sort of circular and, and yellow. Yeah. And took, took a, a, like a sort of selfie. Just, I want, I wanted to see what my face looked like. Just feeling this pissed off and like upset <laughs> and tired, yeah, like just really tired, and uh, and so that's my last photo is John know, Lennon. Essentially, essentially, I look like I look like John Lennon, which is wild, bearded and 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 bespeckled. <laughs> well, and then I guess before that is a, is a screenshot I sent uh, of a text I sent to you where I said, uh, "Oh, yeah. I, was, I was asking you about breakfast, and I sent you two songs uh, from High School Musical." I said, uh, "So." For breakfast, is it we're all in this together? <laughs> or do I gotta go my own way? I, was, <laughs> yeah. I appreciated the the commitments of the bet there. I was trying. I was trying to start the the morning on a on a high note for sure. <laughs> hey, we're, turns out we're all in this together. We had we had we we, we had breakfast together, which is good. Yeah, was, yeah. And similarly to us all being in this together, we we mutually failed the challenge. Oh yeah, we did mutually fail. Yeah, the challenge. you were supposed to live stream. Yeah, I was supposed to. Produce a song. I think. I think it wouldn't be. It wouldn't have been appropriate for us to have gone live. Yeah, that this was week. that was the thing. I was like, I was like gearing up to do it, and then and then the sort of cultural sphere changed, and the state of social media was in such a place. I'm like, I'm not going to go on Sleeping Lion and try to just like talk normally or like play music. It just didn't feel appropriate. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you at all. But I say, you know, if listeners, you can forgive us. We just extend this challenge by a week. Yeah, the challenge you know? still stands. Still stands. If it still feels inappropriate to live stream, then we'll just put that off. I'll try to produce, but of course we have other stuff to work on. But I'm not giving up. That's the most important thing. The important, most important thing is to not you know? give up. Once we know who we are, we are stars and we see that. Yeah. That's we're all in this together. Is that we're all in this yeah, together? I don't, I don't think I could tell you yeah. the lyrics. To anything but the chorus. Well, I guess the last question is somewhat of a loaded one, but what are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? Uh, Looking forward to watching more Avatar, obviously. 
because um, that's that's been a highlight of of life in these times. We're working on the third single for our upcoming record. I'm excited to keep going on that. Get some drums on that. Maybe get some cello. Yep. That's that's exciting. Set that's an the exciting. Text. There Cello's you go. Cello's en route. That's an exciting prospect. I love. There's there's a simple joy to just chopping up string recordings <laughs> that that. Uh, I like to do as, as often as possible. Well, it's nice because we, we finished Tendencies, and Tendencies come in next, balances out, but we're fine, you know, and we'll probably do a whole episode on We're Fine, but yeah. that's the third single, and that has been with us for years. Yeah. And it was cool to just sort of see it evolve, like actually evolve to a point where it feels like something we could put out now. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been on a journey. And it's, it's funny because, like, we were going to put it out like a year, a year, a year ago. ago, like we, yeah. we, we was there was a moment where it was like going to be the next single, and it was like gearing up to come out. And I'm kind of glad that it's had this really long time to just sit on the shelf because I feel like we've learned there's things in our workflow that are, are really serving it now. That specifically, gang vocals. Specifically, gang vocals. <laughs> so yeah, you know, sometimes songs take a long time to reach maturity, and it's it's nice that this thing that's been on the shelf for a long time is like finally like really coming out the other end. And it's like, okay, it's, but it's this, this is for real now. I'm looking forward to last of us two coming out. Oh yeah. Like been waiting for that one for a while. That's soon. That's like this, this week, next week. It's coming out next week. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been excited about a video game. And I feel like at this point I've played so much overwatch and like, I need like a story. I was trying to play resident evil seven, but I'm, I'm just so scared of it. Like actually scared. Like yeah, I, like that like, game is, is ter- terrifying. <laughs> so terrifying. So I'm excited for for Last of Us Two. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to specifically and exclusively the positive impacts of everything that's happening right now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to fucking November when when hopefully this nightmare can be over. And yeah, I'm and I'm looking forward to our songs with Transviolet coming out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to We're Fine being done. And and Max and I started working on on the folk stuff, so I'm kind of excited to sort of see where that goes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess with that, that's a that's a chat. Would you call that a chat? I'd, I'd call that I'd, a chat. You know, I hope everybody listening is safe and healthy and active, is doing something to make the world you know a better place. And that's not just like like a platitude. Like I mean that. Like, what are you doing today? Are are you are you donating? Are you finding out more information like are you signing petitions like what can you be doing today because we need everybody to be doing something right now Uh, we really need we really need to come together as you know we don't know how to end this show we have always struggled with with our outro i think i got one inspired inspired by avatar the last airbender flamio hotman that's pretty good yeah 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 yeah. here's here's my pitch for 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 the week and that's how we do it on the podcast it's a good one too no it's not Blame me, O Hotman. We would like to thank Alan C. for supporting Talking Lion on Patreon and Isotope.